Price here with my good friend Julie and I just want you to know that you've made a really good decision to listen in today because if you're someone who has struggled at all with making healthy, consistently lasting change, you're in the right place. Because when it comes to our eating, there are some struggles that are very common when it comes to how we eat. And we're going to be talking about some of the biggest struggles that people face when trying to eat healthy. And now you need to stay around till the end because we're going to share one thing that you can do. If you're currently not doing it, it's going to increase your chance of success long term by 94%. Wow. Yeah, pretty huge, yeah, right? Big. That's really big. So if you want to live with more strength, energy, if you want to get to a healthy weight and maintain a healthy weight and really live with more joy, you're in the right place. So um, before we get in, B and Julie, um, tell them a little bit about your kind of background, certification, training, so for those who haven't met you yet, they can know a little more. Okay. I'm a, I'm a life coach, and I have really decided to concentrate my efforts towards health and wellness, particularly with women. Um, my background is I was a physical therapist, so I have a, a really good background on, on medical issues and, and physical health. But... I also added to that a holistic uh, nutrition certification because I wanted to help women achieve their goals. So, and, and my, my uh, nutrition certification is, is holistic. So I'm never going to encourage you to go towards pills or um, powders or supplements. I'm going to encourage you towards the healthy food, the, the whole food, the food that God made. And, and that's where Michelle and I are very aligned. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely, guys. You know, there's a lot of different things that you're hearing out there in the world, right, when it comes to diet and eating and all that. But I feel like um, what we're going to talk about today is just real truth. I mean, it's the way that I know I, I eat, that you eat, and we'll talk a little bit more about your story later. But, you know, it, we're saying this because um, what we're going to suggest has worked for us and we've seen it work for a lot of other people. And what we wanted to do was to just start with one of the things that we consistently hear when it comes to the challenge of making lasting change. And it's really the first thing that all of us need to work on and it's thoughts. Absolutely. What do you hear when you're coaching people? What are the thoughts that maybe are holding people back from making lasting healthy change? Our thoughts, our thoughts can really get in the way, um, especially if you have that perfectionistic type of thinking, that all or nothing type of thinking. We think, oh, I've blown it this morning, the whole day is gone. Or I think I don't have a whole hour for a workout, I'll just, I won't even do it. Or I don't have the right foods, I might as well just eat everything in my house. And so that, that kind of thinking tends to set us up for failure. Yeah. And one of the biggest things with our thoughts is negative self-talk. So, you know, we really are or we become who we think we are. So if you're sitting there saying, you know, I'm just someone who struggles to make healthy choices. I'll never be healthy. My family history, we've never been healthy. Mm -hmm. I'll never change. All of those things, it really does um, kind of set you up for failure. If you wake up and don't feel worthy of even cooking healthy food for you're not going to do it. So it really begins with, you know, understanding that you are a fully loved child of God, that you're a masterpiece. Mm -hmm. And I know for some of you, you're like masterpiece and me are so far away from each other right now. You know what though? 
we're going to ask you to just start taking steps towards the truth of what God says about you, who he says you are. Mm -hmm. we, we also have to understand that our thoughts, the way that we really work on changing our thoughts is through what Romans 12, 2 says. Let God change the way you think, and then you'll know what to do. Absolutely. He trans the, the wording that I love in that verse is he transforms us by the renewing of our mind. And so we know that our, the thought patterns of the past don't have to continue. We can actually create new thoughts with partnering with Jesus. And, mm -hmm. uh, and that's so freeing. And so if you're one that's ever said, oh, I can never change, well, I'm here to tell you that you can. Yeah, and, and change really begins in our mind. And there is nothing prideful at all to be thinking right now, you know what? I bet with God's help, I really can do this. Why not me? Why not me to be that person who literally is transformed by his truth? And I like the word that's used. It's kind of like a word that uh, means metamorphosis, or it's that like a cocoon becoming a butterfly. That's the kind of power God has. So if right now you feel like I'm over here, a cocoon, completely not making healthy choices, struggling with my thoughts, just know, the butterfly with God's help that's what you can become yes absolutely you can so thoughts guys work on it start saying loving thoughts to yourself and then take Romans 12 2 and take it to heart the next thing that I think you and I both I know are the same on is we are never going to suggest a diet what what when you hear from people and you're talking with them and they're talking about going on a new diet Mm -hmm. How do they sound to you? Oh, absolutely. They sound very frustrated. They sound very um, restrictive. And oftentimes that kind of triggers that deprivation. And um, it kind of gets into this cycle. It's just, I have, I have spoken with literally hundreds of women, I think, by now. And I really just have not found anyone that have been able to sustain a diet. Um, so many times they may find some kind of... Uh, help for maybe, maybe even up to a year, but there's so many times it comes back. I've, I've just seen so much mm -hmm. diet failure. They're just very, very hard to sustain. I really don't think it's possible. Yeah, and we mentioned that all or nothing attitude a little, at the, just a little bit ago, and that's what a diet sometimes feels like. It's like, here's what I need to do, and even if I do 95% of it, but 5% of the diet I messed up on, you're a failure, I didn't do it right that's just not going to be a way that you're going to be able to stay with something. There's too much of the shame, the guilt, and even the thought, I mean, really think about that. There's one eating plan that's gonna work for everybody. Like, yeah, if you just go keto or you do intermittent fasting or you do you know, any of these things, maybe it works for some, but for the most part, what would you say, like, if you're gonna tell someone, we're not talking diet, how should they eat? What are, what, what are some of the tips that you give people on what healthy eating actually looks like? Well, I would, you know, I, we again are aligned. Uh, I know you've, if you've been around Michelle at all, you know she, uh, sugar is enemy number one. Um, so that would be the first thing. But then it's also the processed foods. They are, they are really, really, they can, they really wreak havoc on your gut health. And so anything with those, you know, anything with a label is, is pretty processed. And so some are more highly processed than others. And so just starting to get rid of those two things, I think would be a great way to start and going towards 
the fruits and vegetables that God's made. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, it's I agree. It's a terrific way to go. And I want to explain, like when she says, you know, that sugar is the enemy. And here's, let me just explain one thing about sugar. If someone has cancer and they're getting a PET scan, what they do is they put sugar water into their body because sugar, they'll have it like glow and they'll know that's where the cancer is because the cancer is feeding off the sugar. Now, you could be someone who's never had added sugar in your life and you still get cancer. I'm not saying that. But I know in my heart that one of the most important things I can do to prevent and to, if I ever would have a cancer, to, to take out is sugar. So a little bit, guys, if you're the type of person who can do moderation, we're saying keeping it under 24 grams. Okay, that's six teaspoons. I try to keep it a lot less than that. And again, the reason that the processed food is bad is because typically sugar added, salt, all these other things, but also there's preservatives. And she mentioned gut health. And preservatives, what they do in the food is they increase the shelf life of a product, how long it can sit there before they have to throw it out. We want manufacturers of food want to increase the shelf life of products so they have less that they have to throw away. But those preservatives that are keeping the growth of bacteria down in the food is doing the same thing in your gut. Mm. So, And just a, a word about what you said about the sugar. I, I do love that some of that, you know, if we can get in even into all or nothing thinking about the sugar. And so if, if, if I were to say to you, get, get rid of all sugar, that would feel really, um, really restrictive. And so sometimes what's, what's best for you is, is maybe moderation. Sometimes what may be best for you is complete abstinence. Mm -hmm. But um, you have to know yourself. And, and so, but we definitely want to you know, start, start working towards less sugar. Yeah, and I mean, we say that because most of the people that we've talked with who struggle with their weight do have an extremely high amount of sugar they're taking in, even when they don't, they don't even know it. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. look at your labels. So our piece of advice, guys, is look at the label. If a food has a label, look at it. Look at the ingredients. So start with educating yourself on what you're eating and then starting that process of moving away from the things that have labels to the things that don't. Yes. Like an less, apple. Less math, you yeah. know? I mean. <laughs> <laughs> and again, we're talking, I'm sorry, I should have clarified, added sugar. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying never eat an apple or a carrot or things like that that have natural sugar. Right, absolutely. absolutely. All right, let's go on to our third and kind of our final major theme here. Okay. So we talked about how our thoughts need to get, you know, kind of in line with where we want to go. We need to start to envision who we can be with the help of God. We have to work on the negative self-talk, all of that. Then we need to get away from this diet mindset. What's the quick fix? This is about a lifetime of just eating healthy, but probably the one that you hear the most about. Do you know what I'm going to say? Yes. Okay. The one that we hear, the, you especially hear a lot about is what? Emotional eating. Mm -hmm. Tell us what that is. You know, it's when um, something stressful happens uh, or boredom. Sometimes it's something like that. Or Anger, happy. or perhaps, Some yeah. Sometimes, sometimes when we're when we're when we're celebrating, we go to this place of going to food, and it can be such a reflex. It can be such a habit. And um, you know, I I've just talked to so many women, and and I I started noticing maybe a couple of years ago, that it was like a label that they put on themselves. Well, I'm just an emotional eater. And I thought, well, does that give you an excuse? Is that, 
unchangeable. And I have really done a lot of study on this and I've talked to a lot of women about it. And I do believe that emotional eating is, is when it's not because you're not eating because you're hungry, but you're eating to fill a void. And that void is never going to be filled by food. And so if hunger is not the problem, then food is not going to be the fix. Yeah. How do you recommend that people start moving away from this? Okay. Well, I think first you have to recognize it and recognize it in the moment. Take a pause and start to really understand that really it's, it's Jesus. Jesus wants to take, you know, he wants to help you in this area, whatever is going on in your life. Um, and so I just, I feel that, that when we can go to Jesus, we, we start to get some truth in our life. Um, sometimes it's journaling, sometimes it's prayer. Going in the opposite direction from the kitchen, that's another, I mean, just, so there's some practical advice and there's some spiritual advice. But I just wanna say that, that you can do a new pattern. You can create a new way of doing things when that stressor comes in your life. Yeah, never fall into the lie that says, I'll never change. Absolutely. That just says that then God's word is a lie because he doesn't say that we'll never change. We can change. And I love that you brought it both a spiritual component and a practical. So, you know, praying in advance. So like every day praying, God, when I feel emotional, will you please be the one that I turn to in advance? So you've got that going on. And then in the moment also, like if something's happening and, and to have a replacement activity, maybe it's, I, I think going for a walk, getting out of the house, going, doing anything other than going into the kitchen. I love the way that you say, like physically turn away from the kitchen. Don't let yourself walk in there. God, yes. And God tells us to flee from temptation. Mm -hmm. And yet we walk mm -hmm. towards the fridge or towards the, the um, cabinets. And you have a lot of rooms in your house. You have a lot of options. And uh, I had a client who, uh, there was some tension with her teenager. Uh, those of us who've had teenagers can sometimes know they can be a little prickly and wonderful at the same time. And, um, uh, and so there was a lot of stress with that teenager. And so whenever that teenager would come home from school, she would start drinking Diet Cokes. And, um, and so that soda became her, her, her go-to. And, you know, we had to, you know, she, she wanted to, to, to have freedom from that. And I can tell you that she was delivered from that. She, she broke free of that bondage, but it took some work. And I, I believe that that should encourage you. Mm -hmm. And another thing is, you know, an in-between step would be to have really healthy food available. Mm -hmm. Have some peppers sliced up, have some carrot sticks, have a bag that you can literally grab and walk away with. And that, you know, again, we're trying to stop the behavior of turning to food, but if you're going to have to have an in-between step, wouldn't you think that could be absolutely a step absolutely. To go to? For her, it was sparkling water, mm -hmm. or maybe it was, you know, it was one soda instead of two. It's just, it's baby steps, guys. It's baby steps for sure. Now, I might be wrong. Did you ever struggle with emotional eating? Yes. You did? Okay, I couldn't remember if you had told me you did or not. Okay. Yes, yes. I would say um, it happened very insidiously. You know, it's like, just didn't really f notice it at first. It just kind of crept in. It was a way of life. Uh, I was, uh, at the time, I had a job where I worked at home, and I was by myself quite a bit doing a lot of computer work. Bored. Boredom was my, um, was my companion. But boredom was my coworker, and it was uh, it was not a good fit for me. 
And so I would find myself, oh, well, my friends are all busy, but the kitchen is always open. And that did not work for me. And so um, I, you know, over time gained about 35, 40 pounds that I did not need to have. And, and so I can tell you that I did not change overnight. And I can't tell you that that, it, that completely is gone. I believe that I have to continue to renew my mind and continue to be aware and to notice that I have choices too. So I'm telling you, not I, I have experience. I have I understand this, and I do believe that we can we can break free because I feel like I have. And you know, Julie also had um, a family background where they didn't grow up. She didn't grow up in a health conscious home. <laughs> it wasn't exercise. It wasn't healthy food. Because a lot of times we hear that as a reason, like, oh, it's you know my genes or my family, and this is how I just grew up. But you can be free from that. You can be free from turning to emotionally. You can be free from the need to feel like you have to find a diet. And you can be free from this negative self-talk. And one of the greatest things, I said this at the beginning, one of the things <clears throat> that studies absolutely prove if you do this one thing, you increase your chance of success by 94%. And it's writing down goals and having someone you share the goals with and someone who will check back in with you. 94% chance of success. But I'm gonna have Julie talk a little bit now about how coaching can play into that because I've heard too many stories of like, you ask your spouse to do it, your friend to do it, your sister to do it, and it fails. So Julie, tell us about how coaching can really help in that area. Yes, um, a coach is someone who comes alongside. And, um, and you know, the time that you're with the coach, it's, it's never about the coach's problems or the coach is not talking about their life. It's 100% about you. And it's about your goals. And it's about, you know, helping you visualize where you wanna go and how to leave where you are right now. And so just sometimes we just need to make baby steps and trying to accomplish those. And so, you know, when you, when you speak to a coach and usually it's every other week, you, you're gonna, you know you're gonna be held accountable. You, that's kind of the first thing we're gonna talk about. It would be awkward if we didn't. And uh, so we're gonna talk about how you, how you maybe accomplish that goals or maybe the struggles. Maybe we need to rewrite that goal or, or maybe come up with an alternative. But it's, it's, it's that support, we kind of problem solve, kind of give you, uh, help you have some new ideas and fresh ideas um, so, that, so that you can move towards your, your goals consistently. We don't, we, don't let them, uh, we don't let them just fall by the wayside. And what's awesome about it is Julie, as a coach, is not going to <clears throat> tell you what your goals need to be. Your goals, you, she'll work with you if you have questions and everything, but they need to come from you. You need to buy into the goals you're setting. Mm -hmm. And often if someone else gives you the goal, that's not the case. <laughs> My husband's also a life coach, and not, not with health and fitness, but in a different area. And he said that some of the, what he has seen um, for lasting change in people, a lot of it has come through consistent coaching. So he's a huge proponent of it, Julia's. And I get it guys, um, sometimes it can be a little expensive, but you've got a great program that's starting. Can you tell us a little bit about that okay. group coaching and, and how that works for group coaching? Sure, sure. It is, a, if, if you've considered coaching and you think, oh, I just can't swing the price, this is a way to get into um, a cheaper program. Uh, but it's, it's a group program. And so we meet on Zoom and uh, uh, I'm calling it Freedom from Emotional Eating. And so I'm really touching on this topic. 
there's a little teaching. There's, um, it's going to involve some scripture. It's going to involve some um, practical ideas and some, and some spiritual ideas about ways to break free from this. There's going to be a coaching time where um, I'm going to ask you some questions, some deep probing questions that, um, that you can answer. And, and then we're going to have some sharing time, some prayer time. And so you're going to be in a community with others. Um, and uh, do you want some more? Do you want me to tell you the more details? We can send you a website, guys, where you can get all the information. Yes. The thing that I think is so awesome, as you, just as you're talking about, is, you know, we're talking about that accountability piece and knowing you're going to be sharing your goals and checking back in. You're not just checking in with the goats. You've got a whole group there that's going to be, you know, cheering you on and, and everything mm -hmm. else, too, mm -hmm. which is mm -hmm. which is great. So um, hope this was helpful, guys. And if you really struggle with your health, it's maybe time to make an investment into really getting some groundwork down to get you started to kickstart you on your journey to better health because i'm someone who believes like our health is way too important to just blow off like it's 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 a really important thing when you look forward in your life what what what's happening down the road if i have poor health it looks very differently than good health mm, absolutely so. and you know we are going to be around food our entire life we need it on a daily basis wouldn't it be wonderful if you had a healthy relationship with food. Mm -hmm. so, Love it. Okay. Thank thanks for so being much. here. Bye-bye.